What up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bellcast, and I'm Geo. And I'm Geo. Two Geos? Yeah, the fuck? There can only be one of us. Fine, I'm Bart. I'm Bart. <laughs> what? I don't know. You fuck around too much, you know that? <laughs> yeah, whatever. You talk too much. This little motherfucker told me that shit. Can you guys believe that? I was talking to Taika. I had actually bought him. So we had our company retreat. I didn't see him this weekend. He spent the he spent the weekend at my mom and my brother's house. So I'm at Costco buying food. We're all buying food for like the whole trip. And then I'm, I see these like really cool little cars that have like the Hulk, Batman, like all. Is it Marvel? Yeah. Okay, Captain, all, Captain Marvel, yeah. Iron Man. So it has all these Mar- Marvel characters. There's probably like eight cars. And I'm like, oh, my God, Taika's going to love this. Okay, so then it's time for me to see Taika. I'm like, Taika, I have a surprise for you. And then um, he's like, yay, I show him the surprise. And then we start going through the names of all of them. And I'm trying to tell him that one of them is Captain America, I think. I yeah. forgot. Oh, Iron Man. He couldn't get Iron Man. I'm like, no, it's Iron Man. He goes, mama, you talk too much. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? And I look at Bart because I'm like, help. And Bart's just trying to hold in his laugh. And I'm like, holy fuck, what do I do? It's so funny. Well, it's because you told me to go through the same thing like five times. It's not my fault he didn't say it. And then I'm like... <laughs> I agree with you, little guy. (gasps) Mom does talk way too damn much. You know I don't talk too much. You that's one thing when you're like, when I smoke, you're like, yeah, you talk so much. Because I don't talk that much. This is the most we talk on this podcast. I think (laughs) it's the most we talk because we're so fucking exhausted. We're quiet. I think because we both live in our own head. We're head we're, we're head livers, huh? We are. And we're like really highly satisfied. Yeah. Like, I, I don't ever seek your attention and I'm not like, please talk to me. It's more like, I think it's you more doing like, the same thing I'm doing? Go away from me. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a cat, man. I'm highly independent. I, I like to be alone quite a bit. That's cutie. Yeah. That's why you don't even mind when I'm not home, huh? And I'm out just doing things. I mean, I miss you. I definitely miss your essence. What the essence. hell do you want? What the hell you won't? Yeah. I miss your essence. I miss seeing you in the space. Like, I love having you nearby. I just don't necessarily need you. So how many minutes right or hours of me. a day do you need me? When you do JK News on Saturdays when I don't go. Yeah. That whole day I miss you like crazy. Really? I think the most I can do without you is probably like an hour. Oh, because we know I'm next to you watching TV. It seems like you can't wait for me to get away from you. Um, I just don't like feeling smothered because I'm claustrophobic. So you would feel better if I watched TV in another room? No. I like when you're there. I like seeing you. I like seeing you, hearing you. But the minute I look at you and I start crawling on the couch towards <laughs> you, you're like, you're like get, get away. And you get underneath the cover. I don't like, want it. I don't want it. You have to so keep what in the mind. the hell do you want? Because you, you're isolating that. What? You know what I mean? Like you're isolating the snuggle fest, but you yeah. have to remember that I just spent like maybe four hours with this fucking toddler clawing and hanging on me and like yeah. sitting on my foot and making me carry him. So And now it's my turn. Right. No, it's <laughs> yeah. not. It doesn't work like he that. He gets to claw on you for eight hours. He got That's to me first. Turn. He got to me first. And he's the baby. You're not a baby. So now when you want to do the exact same thing, I'm like, nah, dude, I'm tapped the fuck out. Like, give me some room to breathe. Like, I just got into my own space. Like, please let me just. But I'm going to leave and go to the strip club with the boys then. <laughs> yeah, go. What strip Hell club are you yeah. going to? And what boys? We don't hang my out homies. with boys that love that shit. Hell yeah. All Ooh. my all Ooh. my semi-truck driver homies. You don't know any semi-truck drivers. Yes, I do. No, you don't. The way you cut them off on the freeway shows like you don't know any. I don't cut semi. them off. Yes, you do. I'm always like, why? You got to leave the semi. Yo, you guys have to I leave the semi. I always give them space. Tra- no, you have to give them the fucking room and on the freeway. I the- never will cut them off. I let them go. I'm the one that's always stopping because I just feel bad. They're like the big dinosaurs of the freeway. No one respects them. So I'm like, I got you. I respect them. I always let them in. You I cut always them off. let them in. I'm like, these. I'm driving for leisure. These guys are driving for work. So yeah. I always let them in. Anyway. And they got the best brakes on the market. Oh, thank God for that. They go... <laughs> Oh, like bus drivers? That sounds like a bus driver. Yeah. So it's like the valves. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? That's it. That If you want, I'm going to go strip club with the boys then. No, I don't want anything. I'm just explaining why it's hard when you want to come and cuddle. Because like for so you So how do we deal with this? Okay, like if I'm, a, are- I'm, a, I'm a zero to a hundred person, right? It's all or nothing. Either I'm on top of you. Then nothing. Clearly, you. There, there's or no, I'm there's- outside of the house somewhere else. There's no choice. You can't do that. You're just you're just like me where we can't be apart from each other like that. 
Yeah, but I told you, I don't mind if you're climbing on my back and I'm gonna give you a piggyback right throughout my entire life. That's cool. That's you. Awesome. So for you. That's awesome. Then what Bar- do you want? You want me to pick? You want to? You know what back? I want. I'm pretty direct with what I want. You don't have to guess. What are you saying? Literally, what I tell you, I'm like, no, no, no. I need my space. So I'm gonna go to strip club then, with the boys. I don't know what you're trying to get at. I'm trying to get at. What's your goal here? What's okay, your goal? Okay, my goal is this. I don't know what to do. Do I lay on top of you? No. Or do I go to strip club with the boys? So that's it. I told you, I'm black or white. I'm hundred, I'm zero, hundred. You're so fucking full of shit, and that you're. I don't know if you're be- if this is a bit or if you're being serious. I'm being semi-serious. Because you can't do shit without me. You're always like, do you want to go shooting with me? And I'm like, no, that's your thing. I know. Do you want to go here with me? And I'm true. like, When I'm shooting, no, I'm, only, I'm just thinking about you and thinking about how much fun, it, how much more fun it'd be if you're so there. So what part is being serious? That you want to go to strip club? No, the part that I just want to be on top of you more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just we're two different type of people, you know? So I that, get bring, that brings me that brings so, me that, to the topic that I really want to talk about, which is what would you have done differently, knowing what you know now? You know, well, I would have moved out sooner. Like what? Maybe even backtrack. You know, because like, everyone always talks about this. Like, well, I don't have you, any what control. Would you, what would you tell your ten year old self or fifteen year old self? Right, and then you don't know anything, so you know they always say like uh, everything is twenty twenty in hindsight, right? Like your vision is completely clear because you, oh, okay, that's why things happen. So like if, how, how do you think you, what other choices would you have made growing up? Maybe even starting with like elementary school. Well, I, I don't know that I want to go that far back. Okay. Just because I had no power. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't have my own money. Well, when did you start making choices? You didn't make, I, I made choices in elementary I, school. I mean, we make choices as soon as we're born, you know yeah. what I mean? But Oh Yeah. But choices that I actually have control over or that I can control its outcome, that's not until I have my own voice and my own ability to survive on my own. Really? So that's why for me, I don't, wouldn't make any decisions. That also goes to show you, I didn't really do much that I regret at mm. that phase. So I think I would focus on high school geo. Yeah. And then uh, mainly just like senior year geo because that's when... I'm already going to be legal and I can live on my own and do my own shit. Start with that then. Let's do that. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. I think uh, I would move. I, I think I would move out a lot sooner. Like 18? No, not 18. But I think I would have I would have really have stuck to my guns about wanting to study abroad. I couldn't mm. do that because my parents didn't let me do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I knew I was missing out on something very big. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew that. Luckily, my parents didn't make me go into the school district that I grew up in because that was in the hood and it was just like really bad influences just around me. So I think I would have definitely been sucked into that world. Yeah. So lucky for me, they worked in a different or my mom worked in a different school district that was more middle, upper middle class. So because of that, I was really exposed to just a lot of different lifestyles where I'm like, oh, shit, not everyone lives in like a small apartment or not everyone lives in like a uh, a garage converted into a house like yeah. oh fuck not everyone parks their cars on the lawn that's with, wild with people coming over every five minutes to pick up drugs from your neighbor yeah yeah people don't have bars on their windows yeah. oh shit so that really you don't have to get pregnant when you're like 14 years yeah, old yeah so that really opened up my eyes to just whoa there's a whole another world and where, at that where time, would you have studied abroad at like did you have i wanted to go to japan oh yeah i really wanted to go to japan i've had thought about that when i was in I think I was probably 19 or 20. But what if you fall in love with another Asian guy? Oh, that would have for sure happened. Oh, man. That would have for sure happened. So I would have pushed for that. I would have also pushed for me to get on the show, America's Next Top Model. Because I, I made it to the finals, but my parents were like, you ain't doing that shit. Finals uh, on, get leading up to the show, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the auditioning process. Yeah. yeah. So I, I made the first cut. Yeah. And then I was going into the second phase. Oh, I forgot cool. how many phases there were, but yeah. I made the first cut, was going into the second one. And then they were like, okay, at this point, it's getting really serious. So you really have to sit down and like decide if you're down to put away three months of your life to film this show or however long. I forgot now because this is forever ago. Yeah. And I had asked him about like if I can do it. And I'm like, it's going to all be controlled. Like we're not going to be doing anything crazy. But they yeah. were just so against it and what so traditional. What do you think their insecurity was? Um, I, I think the first one is just safety, right? Like they want to make sure that I'm... I'm safe because they're like, what does she know? She's like a dumb kid. Like, yeah. 
She's so naive. She's going to get screwed over somehow. And it was a fast lifestyle. Mm. So they're like modeling, entertainment. Yeah, that's the glitz, just, the glamour. You're going to grow up way too fast. You're going to do cocaine. Exactly. Yeah. So stuff like that, they were really trying to shelter me from. But yeah, I would have loved to have, like, can you imagine? I would have traveled everywhere. I would have experienced, I would have made different connections, different circle of friends. It would have been a different life. Yeah. Completely different life. Not to say that like, I'm gonna get famous off of it. No, but it's just you're exposed to something completely different. Yeah, it's a different world. So I would have for sure done that. Yeah. I would have for sure pushed, if not that, because I was still kind of on the fence with that, just because I didn't know anything about entertainment. And I was just like, I at that point in my life, I just wanted to get out. And I could and I was trying to look for any avenue to get out and be able to make it on my own without having to save for years to to then finally move out. So I was, I was really trying to get creative and resourceful with just getting my hands on any taste of freedom that I possibly could. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was kind of on the fence for that. But then with the Japan one, I really, really, really wanted to do that. So when you went to Japan the first time, were you like, yes, this is the place I wanted to be? Were you excited about it? No, because I didn't want to go because I wanted to visit Japan. Like I did, but I think the majority of my inclination and my uh, my desire to be there is just to get away. So it could have been anywhere. It, it could have been anywhere. Oh, I see. yeah, it could have been anywhere. I think would, at that would out of state have been considered studied abroad too, or no? You want to be in a different country. I wanted to be in a different country, like a non English speaking yeah. country, huh? Yeah, probably non English and non Spanish speaking country, huh? My dream, yeah, my dream. Spanish, I would have liked. Really? Yeah, I wasn't that good at Spanish, and I wanted to brush up on more Spanish. Oh, okay. So I would have liked anything Spanish speaking. My my heart always loved Paris. That's why we went to Paris the first time we could go anywhere mm-hmm. when we first got together. Yeah. That, I, that was my dream to visit Paris. Yeah. But they just, I just didn't imagine it being a study abroad out there for some odd reason. I just saw that a lot of programs were going into Japan. So I'm like, oh shit, then they must have a well-oiled machine. Like, like a lot of people go and they come back and they don't have any bad experiences. So that tells me a lot. Like you didn't really hear it too much at that time, at least like in like the early 2000s that people were going to France to teach English. Like, yes, it happens, oh, but yeah, it just yeah. wasn't as popular as it was to go to Japan. Japan. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's study abroad programs that literally go everywhere. Yeah. You can go everywhere. I just didn't know about that, but yeah, I would have done that. And I think if I would have done that, I don't think I would have met any of you guys. My life would have been, completely different you think you would have just stayed there and lived there i think so oh you wanted you were like i'm down to teach english there yeah that that was my get out get Mm. out of jail card to teach english wow but knowing who you are now right like you're like pretty like suburby type person you don't like congested cities you think you would still be able to you still be able to live over there i think so because it's a different experience when you're doing that when you're a teenager still or like in your early 20s do you think it would have molded your tastes Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think I would have been a completely different person. I see. I would have been completely different. But um, um, what was your question? Because uh, like, you know, now the, the geo that I know now. Oh, the suburb part. Yeah, you're a suburb, yeah. you know, being a quiet place where it's like super slow. So Japan is almost the complete opposite of that. Well, it depends what part of Japan you're talking about. True. So I was just thinking um, like if you were to move to the city and if Japan like Tokyo, it's nuts, you know. Well, it's different because, so I am very introverted, but when I find my click, I'm not introverted with them and I'm down to do any adventures. Like how many cool shit have we've done? You know, like. Like two. As a group? And I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. yeah. We've traveled everywhere. We've done a bunch of shit. Like we've gone touring. We've done a bunch of shit there. We've tried so many different things. Like I enjoy a lot of stimulus with the people that I like. So if I would have made my friends out there, then. Yeah, I think I would have I would have lived a regular 20-year-old lifestyle where it's like I teach or I'm working and then I have a nightlife. I don't think I don't think I would have dabbled in that for too long just because that's just not my personality type. Like I'm not very um like sorority chick, like let's party, like my whole life revolves around a party or like a social thing. Yeah. But I think I would have been able to live in a city for a little bit. Cuz I'm young. Yeah. You know, now that I'm older, it's like We've lived such a, like a rich and like fast paced, fast paced life yeah. that it's like, I need to remove myself from that speed to like recharge my batteries. Mm, I see. But like teaching English, I mean, that help, that's not that crazy. I'm assuming. No, oh, I see. What about you? 
Um, let's see. What would be the first thing that I date back to? Oh, and I don't know if I would have got married. Really? That's a big one. Why not? I never. So did I make you want to marry someone? Um, did you make me? You made me believe in love. But you didn't make (laughs) me want to marry someone. I was already settling. Tell me more. The settling part? or No, no, no. Oh. The How I made you believe in love. I told you when I met you, I was just like, holy fuck, this guy's my soulmate. Oh. Yeah. And and just. And you never met another soulmate before that? No. Okay. <laughs> You're funny. Rest your case. Rest my case, your honor. Rest your case. Fine. Uh, and it makes me sad to think that I don't, I don't think I would have. But who knows, right? Like how many, you don't how know. many soulmates are you supposed to have? There's one in every city from what I hear. Right? Yeah. Son of a bitch. How many soulmates have you had? I'm not going to tell you go. Fine. I'm not going to tell you my number. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think I'm going to introduce our first sponsor, actually, okay. before I get into anything else. Let's do that first. <laughs> okay. Shout outs to our sponsor, Ancestry Health. I just submitted my saliva sample, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my results back. And what I like about these guys is, you know, when you're like, when you go to the doctor, a lot of it is very conversational where they're like, does anyone in your family have asthma or breast cancer? You might not even know that answer. You don't know. And then, so they're just writing your medical records based off of hearsay of what maybe your mom told you, what you know. And so you don't really know how you are. And until something pops up, like I found I had eczema, like randomly when I was like 36, I'm like, oh wait, I had eczema. And then, so my dermatologist like, well, that means your mom also has eczema. So she could have been dealing with something that I that could have helped her, could have helped me. And then now me knowing that uh, it's prone to, I mean, I know that I can help Taika and even prevent some of these things. So as a parent, I really like Ancestry Health because if I can get the blueprints to how my health is and know my family health record, I can be that much more attentive to my kids. And that's why I freaking love Ancestry Health. And like I said, it's really easy. You just spit into the saliva thing, you send it in, and then they'll do their, their full assessment yeah, and it gets emailed to you and then you have complete access to it because there's an app and you can just check it up, check up on it because it's constantly updating. And now when you go see a doctor and they ask you these yes. questions, you don't have to go, um, uh, uh, I um, think I do. That's me. So with Ancestry Health, uh, they have the most advanced genetic testing technology called Next Generation Sequencing. And Ancestry Health now looks at more places in your DNA, more than 23andMe, and giving better odds of determining that you're at lower genetic risk for some of the most commonly inherited conditions, which is very, very important. And your inherited health uh, health risks don't have to stay unknown. Learn if you're at lower or higher risk for some of the commonly inherited conditions linked to breast cancer, colon cancer, and heart disease and Ancestry Health. And knowing these things, you can help make life choices that help stray you further away from it and not not have to get there when it's too late or have to be on medication. So I freaking love this. Anything that's going to make your life better and those around you, I'm super for it. So find out what your DNA says about your genetic risk with Ancestry Health. Head to the URL ancestry.com slash bail, B-E-A-W. That's B-E-A-W as our podcast. Go to ancestry.com slash bail to get yours today. And we're back. Uh, And I've mentioned this to you multiple times and you know this about me, but at that age, I just didn't believe in love at first sight. I didn't believe in falling in love. I didn't believe in right. any of that shit. Yeah. I was so I was so focused on getting my freedom, my independence, and just starting my career because that was going to equal financial freedom. Yeah. Which was going to equal me leaving. Yeah. My, your, your final that independence. Was, that was my number one goal. Is you to becoming just, the person you need to be. Yes. Yeah. Just me fucking spreading my wings and flying. That's yeah. all I ever wanted to do when I lived at home. Yeah. So considering that marriage was just going to be a distraction because it's like what I knew of marriage was like you're pretty much giving up your life. You give Mm. up your life, you get a house, so now you have bills to pay and then you have kids. So now your life is completely over. Which is very true. (laughs) No, it's not. Well, you don't I mean, you don't give up your life, but you do. You give up your life for a new life. Yes. And uh, there is a giant compromise. But that's in anything. That, that's the same thing when you get in a relationship. Yeah. So because I had that mindset. And it's not, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's not. It's I just, mean, it's just the truth. Yeah. But because I had that mindset, uh, getting into a long term relationship that was going to lead to something super serious, I just was trying to steer clear of. I'm like, I don't want that. So that's I why see. I think I wouldn't have got married. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry. Go. I think for me, when's the first pivotal moment? The first, first, first. 
Was it boot camp? Was no, it, it might even be school? like it might even have been like an elementary school Whoa. where it was uh, like kung fu. Um, that was very impactful in my life, and it was like one of the first hobbies I've ever ever had. But how do you control that? You had no control. So there was a part where um, my Sifu wanted me to compete with his team in China, right? And I would have been probably one of the youngest guys that ever did it, but he saw something in me. My dad was 100% you have to go. There's this Chinese phrase where it's um, 10,000 miles trumps 10,000. 10,000 miles. Okay, anyway. What song is that? I don't know. Uh, Like uh, 10,000 miles traveled is better than 10,000 books read. Yep. So that's, I agree. So my my dad was like, was harping on that. Like if he sees the world, it will open his mind, you know? And then my mom's always like, what about the school? What about, and that's where he came up with that. Where it's like, fuck school. That's just books. Like you read books anytime. Like, yes, experience so wise. Yeah. Experiences. You can't replace them. Yeah. And my mom was also worried. Like, oh, he's going to be the only kid. And then he was like, there's plenty of adults on the trip. Like, or one of us can go like, just, you know, there's so many, Solutions. Wow, your dad's so solution based. I love it. Yeah. And so my mom didn't want me to. And but ultimately and they're fighting over it. They're, they're already divorced too. So technically my mom has slightly more say because she is the official guardian. But I think because I was kind of lost in the middle, I ended up not going. But I think if I also jumped on board but and I really you didn't pushed, go because your mom didn't allow it, or because you were convinced by your mom not to go. So you were like, okay, I guess you're right. She didn't allow it because I also didn't push hard enough. Mm. So How I old think, are you? I think I was 10. How hard can you push as a 10 year old? If I really believed in it. Mm. Like I've heard of kids straight up dictating what school they want to go to or what junior high that they want to apply to. I my parents ever. Well, I don't know. I've also heard of kids doing that and then they're like, okay, you did all the research. Let's go. Like I've heard of 10 year olds uh, bring home the admissions packet to the junior high they want to go to and the reasons why they want to go there and they fly out of state to go there to actually tour the school because of yeah, how but convincing. Yeah, these kids also had internet growing up so it's a lot easier. One of these kids that I know had no internet and they found brochures somehow. But anyways, um, I think- Well, if, fuck what I just said. I exactly. sucked as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so if I, I think if I would have pushed a little bit harder, I think maybe, you know, so I think that's my first decision. Um my second one, uh, my second one is probably. Wait, so so let's say we, we let's entertain that. Yeah. So then you go and you join, you go and you fly out to China. Yeah. What could have happened there? Um, who knows? I could. I think that would have opened up my eyes to what the ceiling is. And maybe I would have gone into stunts, action movies. But how do you go into that when your parents were so adamant? about what career and like that's what i mean but you had no control well i think so i think there's always control up to a certain extent and i think it's about as a kid over your parents oh yeah that's how the greatest rock stars are made okay the best rock stars are the ones where the parents are straight up controlling them and then they're like fuck you i'm gonna go do drugs gonna take it like like what like michael jackson prince like they're all like jehovah's witnesses some of the most strictest families and cultures that you can think of and then they're like i'm breaking out of this mold and i'm gonna wear high heels you know like the it's like it's i think it's it's always gonna be a battle and no matter how much your parents control you even though you think you're a child you actually have just as much power to push back man because i pushed fucking hard you just have to you just have to accept the consequences that's all i'm saying i fucking pushed and they were not convinced well, you didn't push hard. Did you? I fucking push. Did you leave the house for three months and they don't even know where the hell you are? I could never do that to my mom. That's exactly what That's I'm saying. So you up. didn't push hard. I'm All not right, saying, fine. Okay. And I'm not saying pushing is always positive ways. Sometimes pushing involves negative ways. I'm just saying you didn't push hard enough. Okay, okay. Right? That's then, right, because I ended up moving out because I pushed hard enough in a negative exactly. way. And, and there's irresponsible ways of pushing too. True. And I'm not saying bad or good. I'm just talking about facts gotcha. right now. Gotcha. Right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so um, for me, I think that would have been the first, and I think that would have opened up my eyes to like a world of because I loved kung fu, like I really loved it. I would have maybe who knows opened up a kung fu school, or I could have gotten into movies, or oh, into I know stunts. a couple too. You just opened up my mind to some other ones, but keep going. Yeah, like I could have got like you know just done a lot, yeah, st- or maybe I would even became like a um, acupuncturist. What the fuck? How did you get there? So my sifu. I think like, so Chinese Kung Fu is very holistic. It's not just about combat. 
it's like 20%, maybe like 30% is about combat. 30% is actually about just fitness and health and wellness and being like a good centered and character. Uh, and the other person, part of it's about building character. Another part about of it is about like your health and like pressure points and stuff like that. And then so like my, my Sifu had like ginseng stuff and like, you know, just, he was almost like a part-time like Chinese pharmacist at the same time. So I think, who knows, I would have just gotten more into the Chinese like holistic arts part of it, you know? Oh, we would have never met. Yeah, we would never met. And then, <clears throat> and um, I don't know, maybe I would have loved it so much and done that. You know, there's so many different routes. Were you going to say what it reminds you of? Uh, so when you were talking about that and being exposed to more possibilities within the Kung Fu space, yeah, it reminded me how much how and how passionate I was about dance. Oh. Yeah, I think I would have. So if I wasn't crushed by the death of my ballet, my ballet teacher's death, because that really fucking killed me because yeah. I just she was such a sweet lady yeah, and like you only wanted she to really learn inspired her. and motivated me so much. Yeah, that I only wanted to learn from her. And I think the way that it was told to me was in such a cold way as a kid. That was the first death I had ever, ever experienced. Was she old? She was old. Um, yeah, she was like in her 80s. She was really, really old. Like her hands were all like, you know, when they're not straight anymore. Like yeah. She had arthritis. Yeah. She was so elegant and so beautiful. And she was just such a like positive light. Yeah. So the way it was, the the news was delivered to me was by like over the phone. And it was just kind of harsh. Like the same way my I heard about my dad's passing. Like it was just like a really fucked up way to tell somebody. Who told you? Um, my mom's coworker at the time, because her daughter was also in it with us. Oh yeah. And she's like, "Hey, I want you to know that she just she's just dead." And it was just oh, so cold. Yeah. And I'm like, "God damn!" And I was just on the phone, and she goes, "Let me. Can I talk to your mom?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Thank." Like it was just it was it was pretty bad. But if I would have just been like, um, oh, damn, that sucks. My heart hurts or whatever. But then found another teacher. I think I would have probably ended up being like a prof mm. professional dancer. So that's one of the ones. And again, I wouldn't have met you. And by dance, you're talking about ballet specifically? Specifically ballet. Yeah. Oh, I, I really loved ballet. I really, really loved it. Um, I love ballerinas. <laughs> fine. So I would have ended up doing that. And I started dancing. Uh, I've always danced my whole life. But ballet specifically, I started when I was... Uh, I want to say before I had braces, so I was probably like eight or nine. So I was really young. I was probably fourth grade going into fifth grade. Yeah, I think I was a fourth grader. I started and Kung I Fu when I was like maybe five or six and I liked it. This is how much this is how you know how, how much I liked it. That was like my skateboarding. I would go in the backyard and just practice forms and kicks and like, oh, wow, you really loved it. Yeah. And I'd be creative with it. You know, like so like I was taught forms and then in the middle of it, I would just make up my own forms. You know, like I'm like, oh, cool. Like that's a cool move. Like almost treated like kind of like dance, like break dancing. So instead of just doing the forms, I'm like, well, what if I mix these two forms together? And like these two animal shapes together. And How I go, cool. You probably invented a bunch of shit. Yeah. So that's one of the ones that I just remembered. The second one, I actually have three. The second one that would have changed my life is pursuing volleyball. Because I, I mm. after ballet and dance, volleyball became the next passion of mine. And I was so passionate about it. And I really, 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 really loved it. But remember, because I was so focused on being independent. Yeah, that's the number one thing. Yeah, that when I got, when I was able to play at a university level, because I did play in a JC level, I was able to play at a university level. It was either you go to school full time so that you can finish and you can start your career so you can start making money so that you gain your independence. Or you don't go full time, you stay in college a little bit longer, but you can only play for an additional two years because when it comes to um, athletics in a university or college level, you can only play for four years. Yeah, yeah. Technically, you can play a little bit longer if you redshirt it. Like if you have like a, like if you break your leg or something, you sit that season out, but, and you can't play it, but you're still practicing yeah. and you can play the following year when you're better. Yeah. Uh, so that was, and then the other option was, so yeah, stay in school longer. Don't get the freedom that you want. Or it's like you go to full, you do full-time athletics, you do full-time school, but you can't work full-time now. So again, the money, I don't get my dependents. So then I ended up choose going with full-time students. I can finish, get the fuck out, get my degree and a full-time working full-time so that I can get my money and then get the fuck out. So if you would have done it the other way, it would just be full-time like a student, student athlete, athlete. Uh. for sure. I would have been student athlete, but I was paying my own way for everything. Yeah. 
But looking you, back um, at it now. Did you get any scholarships for, since you played in high school? Or did you even know how to apply to college? Did I didn't sure? know any of that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know any of that existed. So you didn't even know you can apply like. No as idea. A, oh, damn. Yeah. I just got scouted and I didn't even know what that meant. Like I didn't even pursue it that far. They were just like. Who hey. scouted you? Uh, in high school, I was scouted. By who? A coach. Oh, in high, the high school coach scouted you. Uh, college, college coach scouted me in high school. Which college? Uh, ELAC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was scouted at that point. Yeah. I didn't even know that that shit happened. I didn't, I was just at a game. I just was playing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was going to go there anyway. Like, yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah. I didn't know anything else. Oh. Um, And then it happened again for Cal State LA. And then I didn't pursue that either because I'm like, well, this isn't my, like, I'm not trying to make this my goal or my yeah, dream. Yeah. I had no idea. You're not trying to be a professional volleyball player. Right. But who, who knows? Maybe you could have been. I could have been. Exactly. So that was, that was another one. And then the final one that I can think of before meeting you was when I was interning at Universal Music. Like, I'm really, like, you know, I love fucking music. I yes, love that whole space. Yeah. And I just didn't pursue that. Because again, Why? I was, I was like. You're um, just seeking the independence because you weren't getting paid. Yeah. Because I'm like, how long is it going to take me to get the money that I need? That's true. And those internships, who knows? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not here to fuck around. Like that was my goal to gain financial freedom and independence. And all of these things were just noise. But now looking back, I'm like, fuck, I could have done that. Not that I regret it because I really don't because yeah, who knows when I would have got my independence? Who knows if I, if I would have gotten the inside or the balls to like want to stand up to my parents and finally be like, yo, I'm moving out. Would you say like from those three, like, would you say that the lesson learned is to chase not the money, but chase the dream? Well, my dream was independence and I chased it and I got it. And I, that was the best decision I could have ever made. Mm, okay. So you're very happy with. Uh, yeah, it was very happy. But when we, when we, but when given the opportunity to entertain pursuing one of those passions that I had. Yeah. Then that's when I, this hypothetical. Oh, uh, I see. But I'm, that's why I don't regret anything. Cause I'm like, that was. My eye was on the prize and I got it. You got what you wanted. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think after, what is that? After Kung Fu, the next thing I think is. Um, oh, you know what? Think about it for a little bit. Okay. I want to introduce our next sponsor. Sure. Okay. And I'm so happy to be talking about our next sponsor, Best Fiends. You guys know I talk about them all the time because I'm literally playing this game all the time at night. And, um, they call this app or this game, they call it the boredom, boredom's worst nightmare because it's just so entertaining. So, so like boredom sees this game, they run away. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just tight. so entertaining. It's fun for the entire family. Um, you don't need to play online. So I always play it when I'm on the airplane, especially when I have like a short flight. There's no Wi-Fi. I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? Oh, yeah, it's time to party. I put on Best Fiends. I'm on level I think I'm like on level 460 something. I'm actually kind of stuck right now. Like there's this one where you have it's to- It's really hard now. Yes, you have to, I can't even explain it. It's just so cute, but it 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 really stimulates your brain in a way where I feel like I'm exercising my mind. What's funny too is it's so intriguing and stimulating that you're playing that I'm just watching you play. <laughs> yeah, because the graphics are so cute. Yeah. So it's super bright, super colorful, very happy. So there are these slugs. It's feel are, good. It's very feel good, but these these stupid slugs, they come into your garden Get out of and they're garden. killing all your crops and your pretty flowers and they're like throwing their nasty slime juices on it and you collect all your best friend or best fiends, um, which are your friends, and uh they're these different bugs that all possess different powers and like you use them whenever there's a specific <laughs> slug that you want to kill. So yeah, you select your fighter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those video games where yeah. like the fighters like bouncing, it's like pick your fighter. You pick your fighter because they all have different powers. And the more levels you pass, the more of these friends you collect. I absolutely love it, you guys. You can even tell just by the way I talk about it. And it's fun for the whole family, like I said. It's super cute. It's constantly, uh, the scenery is constantly changing. So there's no level that you're playing that you're like, wait, it's just the same thing over I and over and over again. Already. Yeah, it's not like that. It's constantly getting updated. There's even seasonal ones. Like it's the cutest game ever. I highly recommend it, you guys. Um, like I said, it's boredom's worst nightmare. So once you're done watching all your all your uh, your watch list shows and there's nothing else to watch, jump on Best Fiends. And I just want to tell you, you're going to thank me later. So make sure to download Best Fiends for free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. It's Best Fiends. So 
don't skip out on this. Get it. You're not going to regret it. And have a good time. And we're back. The next one is... Um, nice. It came to you. Yeah. I don't think I could have stopped any of like me getting kicked out of schools. Because half the time, I don't even know how I got there. I just keep getting in trouble. Okay. Um, but I think uh, the next big thing that I didn't push hard enough on was um, playing drums. Oh, yeah. That's so, a big one so for you. So I was really good in high school. And because I started playing in elementary school and I got really good in high school. I learned how to play a drum set. I also played on the drum line. I had a couple of solos that the uh, teacher wrote for me because he knew I was also good. And Is I, a solo a big deal? Like only the best of the best can have a solo? Yeah, you're only the best of the best get solos. The same thing for ballet. If you have a solo, that means you're really good. And I had one solo. Yeah, because you got to carry the entire, that portion of the piece by yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's I did gotta, that. Yeah, it's got to be good. Solo team. McKinney. So yeah, um, I had multiple solos. And, oh, uh, I only had one. <laughs> yeah. And then so, and so I, I heard about Berkeley, Berkeley School of Music. I thought it was really cool that there's like, you know, it's it's crazy. Like you only can make choices based off what you know, right? Yeah. So now like as I got older, I, I started to understand what, when they say knowledge is power because you have the power to control your life. But uh, and when I was younger, I didn't understand that. I'm like, what do you mean knowledge is power? Power is when you pull, put a gun to someone's face and tell them to do this, you know? Power is power. But now I understand that knowledge is power because you have the choice to control your life. Like, for example, there's so many ways you could have gotten a scholarship where you don't have to worry about the money. One, you could have applied and get scholarships. Two, there's a thing called walk-ons that you probably didn't even know at the time where you know what walk-ons are now. Mm -mm. So um, obviously for hella good, right? Like you're the next Jordan colleges you see in the movies all the time they come to you those guys those coaches from their respective states fly to you and then they whine and they dine you they tell you how cool their school is they get you to go over to their school check out their team and all that stuff it's almost like the warm-up version of how like the bulls or whatever would write right and some of these kids they even get a car hey come play for university of connecticut we'll get your car we'll get your apartment like this you know all the legal things that they can loopholes they'll try to stretch it and uh that's a normal scholarship player or if you're a star player and then there's regular scholarship players that oh you're good enough to be a part of my team because i want um ucla to win so they gave you that then you have walk-ons walk-ons are the people that didn't get scouted and sometimes it's because uh they aren't good enough or sometimes it's just because they just fell through the cracks somehow. Someone they just didn't get the attention of the of people. Or maybe they were competing when a Jordan was competing. So why would the fuck would they look at yeah, them? Yeah, but they're still just as good, yeah. right? So uh the walk-on would go to they would just apply to the school they want to get into academically. And when the season's about to start, they go there and they try out with the team. Mm. So you can try out with any team. UCLA, USC, whatever, you know. NYU, you go and you try out. And if you're good enough, you're not going to be a scholarship player, meaning um, right. uh, meaning you still have to pay your own tuition, right. but you're good enough to be on the team. Yeah. And sometimes once you're good enough and you're enough of an asset, you can convert to scholarship status. You could talk to the coach because you develop a relationship. Hey, I can't actually afford to be here. Can you help me make me a scholarship player? And the coach can go to admissions for budgeting and figure all that stuff out. Right. But people don't even know these things. So if you don't know these things, you can only make decisions within your control. So for yeah. you, it was like, I just need to get a job and all that, right? Yeah, I didn't even look into getting, I didn't take my SATs. I didn't even look into other colleges because I'm like, my parents said I can't even go out of state. So I have to stick close to home. So it was ELAC and Cal State, that's it. Like if you would have supportive parents, you know what the parents do to help the kids get scholarships now? This is very normal. They film every game. I film the game. I get a highlight clip of you made while you're playing in high school. I have this ready. And then I make sure you get your SATs and we get your grades, your SATs and your highlight tape. And I, we look up all the schools that you think you'd be able to get into and competitive and the probably be 10 to 20 schools. And we send this tape out to everybody. And that's how people get scouted. That's awesome. So if the, if the coaches don't come to you, you come to them. Yeah. So that's stuff that I learned later on um, just by meeting and talking to people in college. But for me, I think Berkeley, it was just like, oh, cool, it's school. And that's kind of like the ceiling that I knew. Oh, cool, there's a school for music. And then that's it. And then my mom, but what are you going to do after? I'm like, that's true. I just knew the one step ahead, you know? And I, so because of that, my, because of my knowledge was limited, I didn't know step three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I didn't know you could. But that's your parents' job to teach you that. <laughs> it's not meant for you to figure it out on your own. 
Yeah, but I and I think it's just um, I think people that really want something though, they're not gonna wait for the circumstances I to see. come to them. Yeah, you know, like a Rob Durdek, he was yeah, a pro skater when he's thirteen. Mm, you're right. He didn't wait until his parents taught him how to get sponsored. Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna skate all the time, and then I'm gonna figure it out. Figure it out, right? Yeah, because that's what I did when I wanted to go to Japan. That's what I did when I wanted to get on the show. That's what I did when I wanted to move out. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're just like these little I kids it out. that like pro surfers. They're like. Hey, if you're not going to give me a sponsorship, I'm just going to keep coming to your surf shop every day. Yeah. So I'm going to bug the shit out. You might as well give me a free surfboard. Yeah. And they get good enough to get to the next level, the next level. And then they, they earn their own way. Right. So I think for me, um, that's what, that's what I think I should have done is like, okay, oh yeah, that is a good question. What do I do? And then, oh wait, what? I could be a music producer. Oh wait, what? I could also be a teacher. I could do like, oh, I can help like maybe, um, write scores for plays for movies. I could be the next like Christopher Nolan. There's so many things you can, that, that opens it up opens it up i could be a session drummer if jc needs live drums on a track i could be i could do that you know there's so many things that i can do that i didn't know about so when my mom hit me with that question because i wasn't as passionate or confident about it, i'm like oh you're right you know so i think that's one thing that i would have for sure would have done and that would have completely yeah took me like another route what about singing you were really passionate about singing i remember me and you we had a heart to heart before we got together yeah and you were telling me, I think we were talking via AIM or some shit. Yeah. And you were just talking about how like you hate that you're you're forced to study like biochem and, and focus on being a doctor because you hate being a doctor. And I remember yeah. I was like, wow, Bart's actually pretty deep. <laughs> Bikini. Um, yeah, I love, I actually love melodies. And, oh, maybe. Okay, so let's rewind that then. I think I would have stuck to piano more. Where did the piano come in? You never even played it. I played piano when I was in first or second grade, like the Chinese style. So I hated it, obviously. Just the black keys? <laughs> no, no, like the, the militant style where you're playing like, oh. where they give you some bullshit classical piece. Because you're always piece. talking about the black keys Oh, yeah, only. yeah, yeah. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Yeah. No, it's like the, the where they give you like, you know, the most bullshit classical shit that you don't give a fuck about. Like you want to play some pop music. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's I like, love fucking Furilis. Don't like, knock it. I'm like, what the fuck? Let me, let me play. Let me play some fucking. You know, like, let me play some real shit. Um, but I actually really love melodies, and that's what leads me to singing because I like singing because it's not percussive. There's melodies and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I would have done that. And then in elementary school, I just knew how poor we were. So although my heart gravitated towards trumpet and saxophone, and I just saw the price, I'm like, five hundred bucks. You couldn't rent it. I rented my flute. I didn't want to rent it. Why, you boozy bitch? When I could just buy like five dollar drumsticks. I don't know. I just didn't want. To, I just want to rent well, it. Well, guess who didn't play trumpet? But well, <laughs> well, I yes. was poor too. <laughs> so yeah, I played drums because it was like a twenty dollar pad, five dollar sticks. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll play that. I just wanted to be in the band. Um, but yeah, I think rewinding all of that, I would have chose an instrument that had melodies, mm. and then probably would have stuck to piano more. You would have been so cool, fucking playing the trumpet. And then fucking cleaning the spit valve and then just fucking coming out. That is not oh. cool. That is nasty. That is nasty. Flute didn't do that. You don't have a spit valve? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, because you're technically not blowing straight into it. You're blowing over the hole. No, you're blowing into the hole, but at the end of it, like it's hollow on the inside. But you're like, you're blowing, you're blowing like, you're yeah. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. blowing over the hole. Yeah. You're not blowing into the hole. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that would have been it. Um, would you have gotten married? Was married was marriage always in the cards for you? Always. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, what about I'm, kids? Kids and marriage was always in the cards. Oh, shit. I always knew I wanted that. Because I think I, that's what I didn't have, you know? Like, I, I was, my parents got divorced when I was six. Didn't have any brothers and sisters. So, like, that warm 90s movie household or just my household across the street. Or all of my mom's friends' house. Literally every everybody's household had it besides me. Like I'd go home and it's like, where's your dad? Oh, where's your dad? Where your dad doesn't live here? Oh, no, my dad doesn't live here. Why not? Oh, uh, they ha they got divorced. What's that? Oh, it's uh when they don't work out. Why don't they work out? I'm like, oh, God, shut the fuck up, like, Tommy. Like, shut God, the fuck know. up, little Tommy. Mind your own business. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, they go in the house and like. I know, they don't mean well. Well, you live with a lot of family. I'm like, oh, they're just renting the rooms. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So much explanation. Just, yeah, my whole life was just explanation. Bart, what kind of name is that? Hey, Barton. Hey, Barton, why you wouldn't invent your name? Oh, my dad doesn't speak English very well, so he invented some stupid ass name. Yeah, so my whole life was a lot of a lot of explanation. Um, How many kids did you want? I think I wanted five. What the fuck? <laughs> but that's also like, you know, when you're 
when you're I wanted four when you're point. young and you don't understand like how much work it takes. And then also in the modern society where every single business guru, it's like, what's your hustle and your sad hustle? Those are two kids already, you know, like. So we should name our next kid side hustle. Side hustle. <laughs> yeah. So there's Tyka and side hustle. The, the days of like, unless you have like a nine to five where you can clock in, clock out mentally, like not even just hourly, but the mentally part, I think it's tough to have a bunch of kids. It's tough. Or the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Five. But I wanted five and I wanted that, that super CUNY like uh, family experience. That's, all, that's always what I wanted because I never had it. Yeah. Yeah. This CUNY. Yeah. Our lives would have been so different. Yeah, and then moving on to um, probably high school. Obviously, I didn't have any. I didn't have any control over me getting kicked out of school just because I think you I was. You literally had control over that. What the fuck are you talking about? You're the only one that got yourself in trouble. Yeah, but it's hard to say like, oh, I wouldn't have got kicked out of school because I would have just done the same things. Like it's not something that like. I guess the way to look at it, it's um. What's the word? Like, I didn't know those were going to be the consequences of my actions. You know what I mean? I mean, but you got in trouble so many times and the consequences were usually close behind. Yeah. Why didn't you learn your lesson? Yeah. Maybe the first step is, but I also enjoyed getting kicked out, you know, because I don't know if I would have changed that. I enjoyed getting kicked out because my life was so um, like suffocated and controlled it was kind of nice being forced to break out of oh. where I was at and then be okay. put in another environment. And so be it was put really out of your control. Yeah. So I think I enjoyed like growing up in one school and then not vibing with that school and then coming all the way over to like the 66 and then going all the way over to San Diego and then back to the 626. Like it was, it was kind of nice to get a change of pace. Cool. I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah. But I'm definitely glad it ended up the way that it did. Well, I mean, who's to say, right? My life could have been better <laughs> or worse. Impossible with me. Impossibly. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think I, I think I would do good in anything that I do. I just have that. I, I just have that much uh, pers- like confidence in myself that regardless of what I'm doing, I'm going to be doing what it is that I want to be doing. Yeah, I think I have that, too. I think just uh the feelings of not maximizing those situations help me now because I also don't really live life with the regret. I think everything is happens for a reason. If you find the right reason, if you don't know how to utilize that reason, right, you're going to, then you're going to be like, why me? Yeah. So for me, like um, those, me being able to find meaning in those reasons and being able to apply it to my future and also help, Pass that on to Taika yeah, Malika. Mainly Taika, for sure. It helps out a lot. Like, you know, if he wants to study abroad or even if he's one of those yeah, crazy ass away. like 10 year olds, that's like, hey, mom, this is school I want to go to. I'm, I'm like, fuck oh, yeah. Shit. All right. Let's you know, do it. I would like every when he's talking to me and I feel sincerity, I'm always going to try to entertain him as yeah. if he's a equal person, not like the Asian way where it's like, what do you what do you know? You stupid. Right. Asshole? I think I mean, one stupid, thing that like a uh, subordinate. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I was raised too. where it's like your parents are up here. You're trash. Everyone else that's older than you, that's like an uncle or just someone like a friend. They're above you. You're trash. And I didn't like that. I just felt so disrespected, even as like a little kid that now I subconsciously like, OK, so for example, my mom was yesterday uh, Taika wanted his rocket. You know that rocket that um, the kid just got him? The big cardboard one? Yeah, they, yeah. So he had this big cardboard rocket. I couldn't pull, pull uh, cause it's in the garage right now cause we're staging our house cause we're gonna move. So it was in the garage. I was gonna pull it in cause he wanted to play with it. And then I was like, oh man, it doesn't fit. And then my mom's like, yeah, Taika, you see it's broken. You can't play with it anymore. It's broken. And I'm like, no, I don't want to lie to him. I'm just gonna tell him it doesn't fit. And he just has to wait until I have time to move it around. Because I grew up with, and and these are just <clears throat> little white lies. But when you get older, at least for me, when I got older and I understood that it was a little white lie, I'm like, why did you lie to me? Just tell me the truth. You know, and I hated that. So I think um, I respect Taika enough to be like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give it to you straight up. You decide what you're going to do with that information. Yeah, it's tough because uh, I think yeah, like as a parent, you have so much on your mind. 
So you just want things to go your way. So it's easy to just go like that. Right. And then, so I think for me, like I catch myself too, like, like, let's say I'm outside playing with him or I'm outside even cleaning, for example. Right. And then he goes, Papa, I want to throw these things in the pool. I'm like, no, 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 don't throw in the pool. And then he's like, why? And sometimes I'm actually happy. I ask why. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. Is it, am I limiting his experience right now? Just for my own convenience. I'm like, you know what? Go, go play, go play with them in the pool. Like, I'm gonna throw it in I the do pool. That too. Like, I'm throwing the pool. I'm like, it's just gonna take me ten seconds to scoop everything back up. I, I'm like, you can throw in the pool. You have to clean it up. Oh yeah, that's that's good too. But that that helped. Like, I think I'm I'm glad I'm able to catch myself. That's good because I can see where you know all the parents that do the white lies and all the other stuff. I can see where it's coming from. It's coming from a good place. Because they got so place. much exactly. shit. On, like, I gotta go make dinner. Then I gotta yeah. go do this. We gotta go do this. So we like, don't have time, motherfucker. So if we're gonna do this right now, I can see the can of worms that's gonna open up. But I'm glad that I'm able to kind of catch myself sometimes. And yeah. Like, wait, I don't want to take this away from him. Yeah. I like that we both do that, that we can look back retro retrospectively and learn from that and then take the good and then apply it with how we parent Taika. I really like that. I think we're pretty awesome parents. That's awesome. Yeah. We're not perfect parents. We better pay my bills later. From giving all some good, get them all goodness. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Our, our parents did a great job with us where we can't wait to take care of them. I can't wait till he busts a Timothy Delegato and pay off my house. <laughs> yes. Taika, you hear that? I'm going to purposely pull like one of those like 0% loans with like the pay the min- interest only loans because I'm waiting for him to pay off my house. That's tight. And then when he does, he goes, dad, I'm going to pay off your house. How much do you own your house still? Like 90%. Oh. <laughs> He's like, what the hell? How the hell did that happen? I've been waiting for this moment. I've <laughs> only been paying interest for the past 30 years. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, damn it. <laughs> I have all this debt. Because yeah, usually it's like, I'll pay off your house. And like all it takes is maybe like, I don't know, 10%, 20% because their parents are responsible. No, I'm only paying interest only. I'm going to get one of those crazy ass mortgages that's like fluctuating with the market the whole time. When it's time for him to pay, he's going to pay 90% of the house. <laughs> Make it hard for him. Fuck yeah. You hear that, Taika? You're fucked. You're fucked, buddy. You're so fucked. <laughs> this is an awesome topic. I, I really liked entertaining that because it started bringing back all these old memories that I had forgotten, like all these past lives that I had that I completely forgot about. It was awesome. Super cool question. Thank you so much. Anything else you would like to add? Never. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, I definitely want to say thank you to our sponsors. Shoutouts to Ancestry Health. Find out what your DNA says about your genetic risk with Ancestry Health. Head to the URL ancestry.com slash bail. B-E-A-W. And shoutouts to Best Fiends. Make sure to download Best Fiends for free today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. And don't forget to check out barbellbrigade.com. We just dropped our new Dominic Humbly collection. Hoodies, tees, lightweight hoodies, joggers. You name it, we got you covered. Winners around the corner, and we're going to keep you warm. And also, if you need to increase your performance and feel better about yourself, we have a full line of supplements. Make sure you go check that out. See you guys next time. Peace. Bye.